0: down your unders down your unders review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game hosted by adam camilleri art of war
1: down under hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to this episode I think this is going to end up being episode 44. I think I recorded an episode, another episode 44, which is going to end up being episode 45 and 46, which was um, an actual Australian meta special, and that might be coming out after these. I recorded that one not knowing um, if I was going to get uh, to do the admec review uh, this week or next week, but we are doing it this week. I'm joined by a very illustrious, very prominent gentleman um, in both Art of War, in the world, in the scene, Richard Siegler, my man. How are you doing? Welcome to the show.
0: I'm doing excellent. Thanks so much for having me, Adam. I'm really excited to talk about the admec oh uh, this army is amazing and i cannot I'm, wait
1: to talk about these new roles i knew you would be and it's funny i've been trying to get you on for a couple ones you're like adam hold me off hold me off you wait you wait for the admin book i'll be there i'll be on and here we are we're going to smash this one out it's going to be fantastic man this book is deep this book is dense we might be going for three weeks on the review of this thing with just how much content's in there um but let'll tell you guys a little bit about art of war um for those you don't know art of war is a two-part book well out of what, then under? My, my portion of it is a two part podcast. First, uh, first portion will be coming out uh, Tuesday mornings, Eastern Standard Time. Somewhere between, I think we're trying to change it to four AM, but right now it's going to be six AM or seven AM. For our release, Monday's our release schedule is going to be the brand new Art of War Unbroken, which is a kind of awesome concept. It talks to the runner-ups of, of tournaments, of major tournaments. and talks about the ins and outs of, you know, the, support, the ups and highs of falling short. What went wrong? What went well? What could you change? What are the learnings? What are the musings? Really interesting um, concept for podcasts podcast being produced by the wonderful Blake Law. You can find that being released every Monday on all the amazing Art of War feeds. And, of course, on the Art of War website, which is War 40 kcom Jump over to there. You can purchase the second part of this podcast in addition to a brand new bundle that's going to have the second part of all our podcasts combined so one click purchase all of them get them all at the same time upon release all this part twos all the amazing stuff and stay up to date apart from that we are currently right now on all um, podcast aggregators with the exception of iTunes is still holding out on us they are still putting baby in the corner will not let us fly right yet on iTunes but it's only a matter of time they're gonna crack eventually now that I've done with the preamble Richard first impressions when you cracked over this book like uh, some people had a perception, especially in the last couple of months, that Admec have been sitting kind of on a house of cards, and that this book could be a nerf rather than a buff because they had a lot of um I guess, metrics that were build off an old system. What was your perception of Admech coming into this book, and what are your what's your kind of gut feeling right now?
0: Yeah, I think this book is fantastic. I think it's an upgrade overall if we take the the book as a cohesive whole. Mm-hmm. Admec in eighth edition and then early ninth edition it basically relied on overlapping aura abilities, as well as some janky stratagems that were very powerful situationally. This new book gets rid of those auras. All those stacking auras that you'd put on, you know, three Scorpius Disintegrators, Mm. they're gone. But in return, Admech have got a ton of really powerful command phase abilities that go on single units, and you can stack these on uh, multiple on a single unit for really, really powerful defensive or offensive buffs. Uh, And then straight up across the board, almost all the data sheets were upgraded. So you're paying essentially roughly the same points. Some units went down, only a couple went up, and you have a better stat line as well as mm. um, some very powerful abilities that can be placed on you by certain characters and rules.
1: So I think this is just an upgrade. A lot was made of the AdMech book in the haves and have-nots in the data sheets. Like you had, you know, two, a couple. the HQs were generically, were generically good. The troops were like, uh, I guess I'll take Rangers or Vanguard because I have to to fill out my slots, or I'm going to span Breaches because that's another build. But then like... Uh, so many of their units got invalidated. You know, dragoons like went from something that was really quite exciting to have on the table to literally uh, in the dumpster because of the the, the capping um, bonuses to hit, etc. Um, and the same can be said for like things like they've just never been good in the, in the history of them, like Rustalkers, infiltrators. Apart from you know getting your scramblers and stuff like that. So you're saying that those who've got a new lease on life and we can expect to see more diversity in our Mech builds?
0: Yeah, frankly, if you just read through the data sheets here, there are very few stinkers. This is very much like the Drukari Codex in the sense that pretty much you could see taking almost any unit in the book. It yeah, has and that- a particular purpose that it can fit into. Not That's every a fantastic list. thing to say. Mm-hmm. I think overall they did an excellent job with this book and I'm really excited to dive deep into these rules.
1: Brilliant. So we're going to go in for somewhere between an hour and an hour and a half and then i have left up to Mr. Seeger whether he would like to join us for the next part next week. We'll see what his schedules like. He's a very busy man. Uh, if, if not, we're getting him. We're, you'll be joined by uh, myself and either Dan Savage or the wonderful and incredible Ricard Nilsson who's been doing all our ADMEC reviews so far. Uh, but either way, next week, the part two of next week's episode will be a bunch of hot takes uh, from prominent players giving their... Um, I guess the list that they think they're going to be starting out this book with and the the things that they think are are very strong or they're excited by. So please stay tuned for that also. We're going to be starting this review from, I believe, episode, uh, sorry, page 50, which is where the forge world starts. I was going to start on page 49, but then I read it and saw that there was actually nothing there. So we're going to be starting this review at page 50 for those people who are following along at home or who are listening to this after they've gotten their codex next week and can crack open that baby and see our thoughts along with their thoughts, which I think is a very exciting thing to do. Um, But Richard, Tell us about the Forge Worlds. Is there anything especially spicy uh, about picking your Forge World? That apart from you know what we already know about this construction,
0: I think overall the Forge Worlds are roughly balanced between each other. Grya, I think, is the clear worst, but uh, up at the top you have Mars and, in my opinion, Lucius are fighting yep. for top control. Yeah. But Metallica is up there as well because they got some amazing rules uh, in mm. the Book of Rust, and so I think those three. But honestly, you could very easily run a ride a rise of detachment, or Agrippina. <laughs> Well, um,
1: so I'll, I'll, I'll talk a bit about Rise when we get there because Rise is my secret sleeper for maybe, you know, three or six months from now. Uh, That's going to be a powerful one. Exactly. But okay, <laughs> so we're going to go through Mars quickly here, and I'll go through all of the Mars stuff, and then I'll hit it over to you. You give me your thoughts, and then you can do vice versa for the next one. So the Mars one opens up with the dogma. So the Mars dogma. Well, sorry, this, it's a bit frustrating that GW has laid it out like this, because we actually don't know what dogmas are. They've told us to read, I'm going to read out this dogma to you, but we don't know the context of what dogmas are yet. Um, are you able to give us a, a short uh, couple of minutes on what a dogma is? Explain it to the people.
0: Yeah, dogmas are simply the chapter trait. And instead of getting one rule, like you would in 8th edition, you get mm-hmm. two different rules uh, for all of your Mars units. So in this case, uh, Skitari units, which is the vast majority of units in the ADNIC yep. codex, so, Colt Mechanicus is typically your priest. You got robots in there, um, and then most of the other things are Skatari. Yeah. So these Skatari units, like all most of the tanks, uh, your infantry. Those are uh, benefit from Canticles of the omnisaya, which have been revamped from eighth ninth
1: mm. edition. So I'm not sure if you were playing in seventh edition when um, the Ad-Mech and kataric books were essentially launched. So essentially, they were like the, kind of like the first kind of supplement books because they both kind of were supplements for each other. Um, and there was two different like sets of buffs. So if you want to think about mm-hmm. the the canicals that they had before. Uh, in 8th edition was one overarching buff. But originally, they had the Doctrine Imperatives, and then they had the um, the canicals of the Omnissire. The canicals only affected the Admic portion, and the Doctrine Imperatives only affected the Skatari portion. And you're saying, so in the Mars one, the canicals that would only affect this, um, the Admic portion affects Skatari portion as well, yeah?
0: Exactly. Things that normally would only benefit cult Mechanicus units, in Mars, they benefit your Skatari units, which means you're pretty much your whole army is benefiting from them. And it's pretty good. they have been upgraded, and I think we'll get to them a little later. Mm. Um, but so
1: the second second dot point of this dogma yep. is that each time a unit with this dogma is selected to shoot or fight, um, they can reroll one hit roll uh, resolving the unit's attacks. So you know, baby salamanders essentially. Yep. Well, is art- yeah, master artisan. The exactly. new
0: master artisan. It is just great to have, especially mm. because Admic typically is an army that splits its firepower between a whole bunch of different units. It means each unit, um, you know, whether they're running special weapons or not, is just that much extra efficient.
1: Exactly right. Same as Blackheart. Blackheart's being is, is also the first point of call, and this does feel already Blackheart esque. But I'll tell these guys about the rest of it. So the Warlord trait is uh, pangeric Procession. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've said that correctly, but I don't think it matters. Uh, in your command phase, you can select one friendly mask cult mechanicus core unit within six of this warlord. If you do so, then select one canticle. This can be one that has already been active for your army. To the start of your next command phase, both this warlord and that unit both benefit from the selected canticle instead of the one that is active for your army. In addition, jumping over to the relic. This was called the Red Axe, which I believe is the one that they've historically had since their release. Uh, it is a it re- replaces an Onusara Axe uh, on your Dominus, essentially, and has a plus two strength, minus five two damage. And each time the bear fights, it makes three additional attacks with that weapon. So you do get, you do get quite choppy if um, you know damage two is something that is very potent. And then last thing, and this is one we're going to be talking about quite a bit more, I believe, Wrath of Mars is a one CP slash two CP stratagem. It's used a stratagem in your shooting phase when a Mars unit is selected to shoot until the end of the phase. Each time a model in that unit makes an attack and a modified room roll of six inflicts one mortal wound on the target in addition to any normal damage uh, to a maximum of six mortal wounds if this unit has a power rating of 11 or more stratagem costs two otherwise it costs one give us your holistic holistic thoughts on that as a package my man
0: this is something you're going to use pretty much every single turn Uh, every every single one of your shooting yeah Uh, it's just automatic you are probably going to build your list so you have as many units with power level 10 or less mm-hmm. uh, so that you can use it for one CP instead of two exactly. because as we get later to Warlord Traits and Relics, Admech have some very good ones unlike an 8th edition and so you're spending quite a bit of command points pre-game. So CP discipline is going to be very important mm-hmm. and I think you're going to try and build things like larger units of Severus Raiders just to pop one CP, get double mortals. Yeah,
1: on yeah. So you're already calling it that this is a thirsty army that they built to, to spend and spend? Yeah,
0: and Admech, uh, when we get to the stratagems, have amazing 1-CP strats, mm. just like they did in 8th and with Engine War. That trend has continued. Admech have a strat for almost every situation. It's, it's amazing. Fantastic.
1: Um, what's your thought on the Warlord trade? I mean, I'm not crazy on the Red Axe. I mean, trying to make a trying to make a non killy character uh, killy isn't something I usually try and do too much. But So what's your thought on the Warlord trade? Is that worth it?
0: Uh, the Warlord trade is worth it if you have a Datasmith near Castle and Robots that you want to use this. Oof. On basically foresh- foreshadowing so, yeah exactly so otherwise it's only being used on priests and that's fine but honestly they're probably going to be in transports, so you're not selecting them in your command phase so i don't think it's that great and then the red yeah. axe it's a cool melee relic you know your dominus comes in with six attacks um at you know strain six ap5 two, two. not bad especially when marines and vanguard vets are still all, all over the place but honestly there's better relics and exactly. at right. CP,
1: I would rather spend that CP on something like a Wrath of Mars. Totally fair. All right, jumping down, tell us about Lucius. Feel free to read out the whole thing and we'll have a chat about it.
0: Okay, I think Lucius is fighting with Mars for one of the best mm, Forge Worlds. Ascendancy. So,
1: yeah.
0: Yep, Dogma, uh, Solar Blessing, each time an attack with a damage characteristic of 1 is allocated to a model with this Dogma. You add 1 to any armor saving throws mm. made against that attack. This is going to be important when we go back to Doctrines and talk about them. But note here that it's an attack, not a ranged attack or a melee attack, yes. just an attack. Awesome. Um, and then, because one damage weapons are what you really want to kill Skatari, Then yes. add three to the range characteristic range weapons that models are equipped with. Just straight up good. I, mm. My weapons are a little longer. Not bad. Warlord trait is awesome. In your command phase, you select a Lucius core unit. So, not Colt Mechanicus, not Skitari, just yep. Lucius core. Within nine of this Warlord until the start of the next command phase, each time an attack is made against that unit, an unmodified wound roll of one to three of that for that attack fails Oof. irrespective of any abilities, so essentially Oof. transhuman on a Lucius core Pick. unit.
1: Oh, wow! Yeah, it's just no CP needed, maybe one CP to buy the wall yep. trait, and then start a command phase. You, my good man, transhuman. <laughs> you, my good man, transhuman. That is amazing. Sorry, keep going
0: to do a little bit of spoiling. You ranger units have gone up to max of 20, 20 man, yeah, their core, and then also iron striders are um core as well. So Ooh, either wow. of those units could have nice transhuman on there. And this book is about stacking buffs.
1: You just look You just look at your opponent's profiles and you're like, you need it, you need it, you need it. Anyway, tell us about the relic. The
0: relic is also amazing. It's a Lucius model. Once per battle in your movement phase, the bearer can use this relic. Mm. If it does so, the bearer's unit and up to one friendly Lucius core unit within three of the bearer are removed from the battlefield and set, set back up nine inches away, wholly within six of each other. This is exactly like uh, the, Necron, the best Necron is, relic, yeah. the, yep, the veil. So it's just amazing. Uh, you can use it late game to get you scrambler points or engage points. And it can force your opponent to constantly screen throughout the game. It's absolutely one of the best relics that. Uh, Incredible. It has. Yeah. If you're running Lucius Auto, there's a
1: reason it's been like the only auto take relic for Necrons for the past five years, four years, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, just having yeah. that
0: ability forces your opponent to keep making mm. probably suboptimal choices.
1: Well, and the stratagem.
0: Stratagem's also great. One CP to use <laughs> the strat before the battle during the declare reserves and transport step. Uh, you select a Lucius unit, not vehicles, but that's okay. From your army, you can set that unit up in the teleportarium, and then it can come down as reinforcements in one of your movement phases. If you're playing a Strike Force battle, which is the 2K battles, you can use it up to twice. So, two times pregame, yep. you can put two different things. So, 20 rangers, one CP, boom, they're in reserve.
1: Yeah, it gives no. you a lot of confidence to pick things like engage. Hell, pick things like scrambles if you if you think you're going to need yep. it. Uh, yeah, really. Uh, between between teleportarium and the solar flare, like no, you can't stop people getting scrambles. Really, if you if you really want to get it, you're going to get it. Um, but dude, yeah, that package is really good. All I love it. good. I think the best. <laughs> th- well, I've got a feeling the best bit the first bit. Each time an attack with a damage characteristic of one is allocated to a model with his dogma, add one to the save. Like that is just a blanket buff on everything. Yes, indeed. It's just
0: super powerful on whatever you're running for Lucius. Mm, There's still yeah. a ton of one-damage weapons in the game. Absolutely. Both, uh, shooting weapons and melee weapons. The fact that you just get plus one to your saving throws and intent hint, when we get to the doctrines, it could be even more. Just amazing.
1: I that's, Yeah, that's my favorite so far, by far. Um. Well, uh, that beats out Mars for me, but I think that Mars gets better when we start talking about things like Call and whether well, on, on how good he'll be. But um, jumping down to Agrippina, uh, this uh, dogma restores defenders. Each time model with this dogma makes a ranged attack uh, that targets and unit within half range. Uh, increase the armor penetration, so like Mephrit uh, for Necrons. Each time a mm-hmm. unit, um, enemy unit declares charge against a unit with this dogma. If this unit is not within engagement range of any enemy units, it can hold steady or set to defend, so don't need to be in a defensive structure the warlord trait is versus of vengeance so versus vengeance in your command phase, select one friendly Agrippina core unit uh, within six of the warlord each time a model in that unit is destroyed by an attack made by an enemy model run 1d6 on a 4+, not move that model uh, from play it can, after the attacking model's unit has finished attacking make its attacks either shoot with one of its ranged weapons as if it were the shooting phase or make one attack as if it were uh, the fight phase after resolving these attacks, then remove the model we go on to discuss uh, the Relic, which is, uh, in the shooting phase, select one enemy vehicle unit with 18 of the Bearer to the end of the phase. The Bearer gains the following ability. Uh, uh, Eye of the Lexium Aura. While well, friendly Agrippina Core or Agrippina Cataphron servitor unit is within six of uh, this model. Each time model in that unit makes an attack that targets this vehicle unit. You can re-roll the wound roll. Interesting. So that's like a targeted vehicle-only old grudges. A lot of terms and conditions there. We'll break those down in a sec. And last one is indentured machines. Uh, use this. This is one CP. Apologies. Use this stratagem before the battle. Select one. A group of a cataphon servitor unit from your army. Add one to the toughness characteristic of models in that unit. A unit can only be selected for the stratagem once. You can only use this stratagem once unless you are playing a strike force. In which case, use it twice, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What do you think about that package, dude? There's a lot of bits and pieces there, but I, I think there are a few too many T's and C's for me to be excited. But there might be a couple of sexy builds. What do you think?
0: Yeah, honestly, I could very much see uh, a detachment of this instead of a full army. Mm -hmm. I think the abilities are all reasonably powerful, like having extra AP and half range, never a bad thing. But the Admet Codex, as we'll see, has other ways to uh, increase AP on weapons. And then the Warlord trait, shooting and fighting on death, not bad. But -hmm. at the same time, it's not really a a 100% reliable thing. It does go off on 4-ups, but um, the, the Relic also... A nice aura to have, mm. especially because the, v- the meta right now has a lot of vehicles, especially yeah. Dreadnoughts, that are very tough. This and a lot of the mech weapons got specifically stronger into vehicles, like the ARC weapons. Yep. So, potentially good there. And then making Servitor, the uh, Cataphron's uh, Toughness 6. Not mm-hmm. a bad thing to have. Just throw up some uh, T6-2 of Armor Cataphrons onto an objective. Those are going to be hard to shift.
1: Yeah, so there's a couple of things here that, that bother me about uh, the way this works. Firstly, the, the Warlord trait, I feel like should be an Aura. Like, it's just, you pick one core unit within six of this Warlord, so EG, you, you have to have a big, like, essentially you have to have a big Brick mm-hmm. of Servitors or a big melee unit, like cataphrons or um, whatnot, um, that are actually going to die and then get to hit. But see, the thing is, like, I've always hated it that you get to make one punch in combat. If you just got to attack in combat, it'd be so much more worthwhile, because like, you're never going to want to bother to use it on something. You want, you want something that's going to get shot dead and get to shoot back. But what I don't like about the relic is that you have to be within eighteen inches of the targeted vehicle. And if I'm thinking about the applications of that right now, having this guy being within eighteen inches of a raider that could possibly be full of incubi, it means this guy's probably going to die. Uh, <laughs> if, if, totally like, if, 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 yeah. And so I'm like, ah, uh, it's really strong. But look, I'm not sure ADMEC needs help right now. Killing Kiatari T- T- boats, sorry, killing uh, uh, Drakari boats why are those two so similar but uh, i do actually really like the indentured machines i've all I, I played with a brick of like uh nine to twelve breaches hell i played you a charity hammer yeah, with, with i those, remember <laughs> those guys going to toughness six <clears throat> Spicy. And they got the armor, the plus, they got uh, two up yeah, armor now. two so. up armor now. So uh, that is quite spicy. And that is a very hard unit to shift, especially if that unit was shooting back on a four plus and just getting to shoot its arc weapons again. Anyway, I'll tell us, uh, feel free to jump in and tell us about Grya. You said this was the weakest one, so we'll see how much time we yep. spend on it. But um, yeah, give us the 4 1 1.
0: Yeah, so uh, each time a combat attrition test is taken for a unit with this dogma, it's automatically passed. And then each time a model with this dogma would lose a wound as a result of a mortal wound on a five up, you don't lose it. Both of them, mm-hmm. fairly mediocre, nothing yeah. to write home about there. There's you know nothing eye-catching. Uh, that's going to dramatically increase the per- performance of your army. And um, the Warlord trait, Mantra of Discipline, in your opponent's charge phase, at the start of the heroic intervention step, you select a Grya core unit within 9 of the Warlord, and then um, if that's unit's within 6 horizontally and 5 vertically of any enemy units, it can perform a heroic intervention as if it were a character and mm-hmm. move up to 6 when doing so. Not a bad thing to have, but once again... What it, heroics are kind of easy to play around now, yeah. You know, it is the eighth edition, and so you would know your opponent, especially because it's at the start of the heroic step. Mm. Um, you know, you'll, you'll kind of be you'll know exactly what's going to happen if uh, if your opponent has this trait. You'll be like, What yeah. does mantra discipline do? Pick one unit, <laughs> heroic six, and you'll be like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to just be outside of that, exactly. or I'm going to let you come in and just swing against that unit. Mm. Um, it's cool, it's flashy, it's a John Lennon type of play
1: yeah, but you'd need a very specific unit to use this on. like there's only exactly. a, there's only a handful of units that are worth intervening with in yeah. the, in the in the book. They're all worth shooting with, but actually put pushing into combat. And that means it's just going to be like heroic intervention will be painted on that target on that unit from turn one, right? Like that's yeah. the one to avoid blah blah blah. yeah.
0: any good player is going to charge both units nearby. Mm-hmm. And then use pylons to get closer to the other unit, and then the consolidate to get out of engagement range of this unit. And cool, well, they didn't do anything, and you didn't get yeah, the ability. Exactly right. right. <laughs> or what's the rest of the package? Tech priest model only. This is the relic, the cerebral technometra. Uh, add three to the range <laughs> of the bear's uh, aura abilities to a maximum of nine. Each time the bear uses an ability in your command phase that specifies a range, you can add three to the range of that ability. Not bad to have a little bit extra range, mm-hmm. but it maxes out at nine. And a lot of the good yeah. abilities are nine inch range. So, mm. frankly, kind of a miss here. If these abilities were something like 15 inches to really give you some flex, yeah, it'd be more, but still not great. And then, uh, Steel Mind Iron Logic 1CP this is the same exact thing. It's the four up deny a psychic power, mm. but instead of 24 inches like it was in eighth, it's only 18 inches, so even yeah. less useful. Mm-hmm. And frankly, this is there's nothing
1: amazing here, There's nothing so stand out I- like Leech from Mars. I used to see people like mixing detachments or doing all sorts to try and get Grya instances to splash Grya. I don't even think you're going to do that anymore. Do you? You can't. You Um, can't.
0: You have to have a pure detachment of that Forge Uh, World to get
1: access to the the Extra. I can't see what they bring to the table. That's that's exciting. I mean, if if mortals come back in a big way, maybe you know having the five plus Fiona no Payne you know army wide against mortals, put a couple of Dune Striders with five plus Fiona no Pains to soak smites. That's not the worst thing in the world. But as it is right now, like we need a mad meta shift for them to become relevant. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts?
0: No, I regularly. If you love Graia, you're going to take them. And then if you want to win games. Probably going to take one of these other
1: ones. (laughs) All right. Well, this is the one that everyone used to take. This is the original uh, OG powerhouse, Stiggies. So, Shroud Protocols. Each time a ranged attack targets a vehicle unit, excluding units with the core keyword, with this dogma, if the attacker is more than 18 inches away, then the target is treated as having the benefits of dense cover against the attack. Eg, minus one to hit. Um, Each time a ranged attack targets a unit, excluding vehicles with the core without the core keyword, Um, with this dogma, if the attacker is more than 12 away, then the target is treated as having the benefits of dense cover against that attack. Each time a unit with this dogma declares a charge, none of the targets that uh, of that charge can hold steady or set to defend. Next up, the of trait is the Veiled Hunter. Um, at the start of the first battle round, you can select up to two friendly Stygies units wholly within your deployment zone, remove those units from the battlefield, then set them up anywhere on the battlefield that's wholly within your deployment zone. If the mission is using Strategic Reserve rules, then those can be placed in Strategic Reserve without having to spend any additional CP, regardless of how many units are already in Strategic Reserve. If both players have abilities that redeploy units, roll off. Um, all right, the, on the Size hand is the Relic. Uh, Stitches model only of course once per battle at the end of the fight phase you can use this relic if you do so roll a D6 for each enemy unit within 12 of the bearer on a 2 to 5 the enemy unit suffers one mortal wound on a 6 they suffer D3 I'm going to say a big old meh to that one and go on go (laughs) go on to the stratagem Uh, use this one CP use this stratagem during deployment Uh, uh, select one Stitches core infantry unit from your army when you set up that unit it can be set up anywhere on the battlefield that is more than 9 inches away from the enemy deployment zone and any enemy models My brother, what are your thoughts there? Uh, Feel free to not discuss that relic in any way. (laughs)
0: It's trash. Admic Admic got good relics. It's not one of these. (laughs) Uh, But uh, changing the minus one to hit to dense cover is a little annoying. Honestly, I think that's a a downgrade because there are uh, abilities that are starting to ignore dense cover, which Mm you can see in this book. And there are also abilities that ignore the benefits of cover, which, as per the rare rules, ignore both dense and light cover. Mm -hmm. So... Little bit of a nerf there. It's still not bad to have uh, that extra defense, especially on some of your longer range firepower. Uh, the Warlord trait is great, as you see. There's no restrictions yes. on non-vehicle or anything yes. like that, so you can just put two bricks of iron striders up on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on your line, ready to touch a midfield ruin to see through. Um, that that is
1: amazing utility. So it's, I think the wall is That's the buy-in yep. for me. That's what you, you're taking it for. And then some in, in addition to that, you know, clandestine infiltration. There are just a lot of units that are just good to use that on Qatari as well. Yep,
0: yeah, but it is only core infantry now, so it's mm. a little more restrictive, unfortunately. Uh, okay. Um, but yep. it is just nine inches from your enemy deployment zone and any <laughs> models, so you could go for the old uh, priest plays where you're right on their line. Uh, Honestly, a lot of good lists now are running kind of midfield uh, Vanguard deployment type
1: style. So they could kind of screen this out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, still,
0: it's not not a bad strategy by any
1: means. Uh, the so Warler, definitely the Warlord Trade is The Warlord right? Trade is the buy right? The Warlord Trade is uber-powerful if you build into it.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's enough to put it above uh, Lucius mm. or Mars. But I I think it's worth thinking about a Stygis detachment where you have some powerful units that can forward deploy if you go first or can mm. be up on the line if you go first. Otherwise, they can come back and be very safe if you go second. That Beautiful. utility is very powerful at the top tables. All right, Ryza's next. Ryza, the dogma's and Cog and Claw. Each time a model in this dogma makes a melee attack. If you made a charge move, or charged, or performed heroic, add one to your wound rolls, and then plus one to charge rolls. This is the Blood Angel Doctrine. You just, mm. you're bad mech, but <laughs> blood angel Benefits. And then uh, the Warlord trait is Citation and Savagery. The start of the fight phase, you select one friendly Rise of Core unit within six of the Warlord. Till the start of your next fight phase, each time a model in that unit makes a melee attack, the AP is improved by one. So once again, not yeah. bad to have. Uh, Priest going up to AP three, certainly not bad. Uh, Arcana, the Arcana is a uh, bulkite Blaster upgrade. It's 24-inch range, heavy three, strength seven, AP two instead of AP zero, and flat two damage. And then sixes are two Mortal Wounds. Mm. In addition to normal damage. So it's an upgraded Volkite weapon for the Dominus. If you're running Ryza, you're definitely probably and you're running a Dominus, you will take it. Yes. Uh, just because it's it's like having a little mini Vol- Volkite guy running around. So very useful there. Plasma Specialist still exists. It's two CP. Use the strat in your shooting phase when a Ryza unit is selected to shoot. Till the end of the phase, each time a model in the unit makes an attack with a plasma weapon, add one to the damage characteristic of that attack. Unfortunately. Uh plasma is pretty rare overall in admix. Yeah. So and because you can't take that many in a Vanguard squad uh, or Ranger squad, you're probably not gonna spend two CP on it. Yeah. To um, enhance what then, three or three or four re- guns at best. Yeah. yeah. It's really about cataphron destroyers with plasma. Mm. And as we'll see later on, I don't think that's the best way to go, but Ryza
1: can at least make it do quite a bit of damage. It's this it's such a um I, I, was, I was kind of a schizophrenic Loadout, if, that, if that's the right word to use it, mm-hmm. like it got to split personality. The first two is like, Oh, yeah, melee, melee, and then you're like shooting, shooting. Um, it's kind of like, What is it? What does Riser want to be? The dogma is uber powerful, yeah. The dogma is crazy powerful, right?
0: Yeah, it is very strong. Uh, pretty much your priests are outstanding with this,
1: yes, for uh, buffs that they well, got. I was thinking Taraxi would go really off the chain as soon as they get this. Taraxi,
0: they got extra attacks as well. Mm. They have the speed and also an amazing strat, which we'll talk about later. Like This is this is just very good. Even rain, basic rangers in Vanguard with certain buffs that you can put on them, like uh, rerolls to hit, they can actually be quite dangerous uh, mm. with this buff. And then
1: the, um, the Warlord trait is actually quite good as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah, the Warlord trait is, is, once again, you can just stack this on a big brick of uh, 20 Vanguard. Mm. And now they're plus one to wound. They have extra AP uh, when they're attacking. There's one CP plus one strength. Yikes. All of a sudden wow. they're not so bad.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. It's like all of a sudden you were just talking about a that's a, a Novok Brick of Warriors. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there's so, yeah.
0: definitely play here. Um I think you have to specifically build around trying to mm. be very good with melee and um,
1: So um, I'm of the opinion. Yeah, I'm of the opinion we've seen we've seen two other codexes have something similar to this that have been like so uh, sisters was and in in to lots of intents and purposes, it's a all rounder kind of space marine army that is better at shooting than melee. And then you add bloody rose, and it's just as good in melee as it is at shooting. Same thing can be said for necrons. You add in Novok, and you had a thing that was quite good at shooting and okay in melee, and now they're good at shooting, good in melee. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if rise is going to be the same story. You know, three to six months from now, we'll be looking at a rise detachment in with some priests or Taraxi or MSU. Um, you know, small explosive melee units attached to all, you know, the big Lucius or Mars battalions. And I'm wondering if that's what the future is going to be there.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see it. Honestly, like as we've seen with a couple of these, just even having an allied detachment to do a particular job, I think these Forge Worlds can do that quite well. Yeah. So running, I think you, you'll you still see plenty of pure forge World armies, but I could absolutely see allying in. Uh, rise of Detachment to be my melee mm-hmm. specialist.
1: Agreed. All right, jumping over to Metallica. Now, a lot of people have seen what Metallica does already, you know, supplements and leaks and, so mm-hmm. not leaks, the um, previews and all these things. So I'll run this one through very quickly. Relentless March is the dogma. Models with this dogma do not suffer the penalty to hit rolls incurred for firing assault weapons in the same turn that the user has advanced Models with this dogma do not suffer the penalty to hit rolls incurred for firing heavy weapons in the same turn that the unit, unit has moved. While enemy unit is within engagement range of a unit from this army with this dogma, the enemy unit is treated as being below half strength for the purposes of morale, of course. Um, the Warlord trait, uh, Tribute of Emphatic Veneration. Love it. Uh, at the end of your movement phase, select one enemy unit within 12 of this Warlord until the start of your next command phase. Each time a model that unit makes an attack, subtract one from the hit roll, and the adamantite arm is a relic, mechanical model only. It is strength times three minus three four damage in combat so it is an uber power fist a times three strength power fist each time the bearer fights no more than one attack can be made with this weapon each time attacks made with this weapon add one to the attacks hit roll um crash so fire sorry crash fire crash wow. fire yeah, yeah. <laughs> one is yeah. still one attack yeah. why i know, I know. if it wasn't one attack you'd be like oh wow i could actually use that and then you're like I one would. attack yikes Yikes. Um deafening assault is one CP. Use this stratagem in your shooting phase when a metallic unit from your army is selected to shoot select one enemy unit, excluding a vehicle unit within twelve of that unit till the start of your next turn. Hard the move characteristics of models in that enemy unit. The enemy unit cannot set cannot overwatch or set to defend. What are your thoughts on Metallica, dude? I'm of the opinion Metallica still might be the best one due to having a supplement and having a bunch of extra stuff other people don't have. But I might be incorrect. What are your thoughts?
0: I think Metallica uh are a strong forge rolled, but I think they're best as an allied detachment. And that's because overall the, <laughs> you ha- the Metallica and Lung, um, like you can you can make a very powerful Metallica detachment built around getting the reroll wounds, but even better than that is there or more useful for allied detachments is the warlord trait, radioactive emanations, which is a minus one toughness aura, and that's six yeah. inches um you'll see a little later with some of the relics and warlord traits you can do some cool things with different units and you, just being able to push that uh relic into an opponent's face very very powerful minus one toughness mm-hmm. uh, on things like death routes bringing them down to t4 now your strength nine las cannons are uh, wounding them on twos re-rolling once yeah. next to the Skatari marshal i think there's a lot of play to this ally detachment however they're straight up just powerful they're their trait, their uh, stratagem
1: here is amazing.
0: Oh, I was and, about to say,
1: the T's and C's on that, with the exception of the 12-inch range, everything else there is perfect, right?
0: Yeah, the 12-inch range is a limitation. You can get around it um, in, in different ways, but because you know Admic do have some speedy units, but having the move characteristic, Seismic Bombs still exist and also mm. does the same thing, and honestly, yes. I think you
1: can stack them. I think <laughs> you can stack them. Uh, I was about to say, now, and the, the best thing about this is that the the shooting phase, when a unit from your army selected to shoot doesn't say anything that that selected unit has to shoot at that unit. It just points at one within 12, shoots something else. And that one's against hard move. Um, very powerful because of course it's, it's always a detriment. Like I'm going to halve your move and then I'm going to roll a bunch of shots into you. So maybe i kill you anyway. Um, so, you know, it's, it was always kind of a a, a bit wonky to work your head around. But anyway, um, we're, that is it for our um, pre-built forge wheels. We're up to the build your own forge wheels, So it's pretty obvious in my mind, Lucius is the best one, right? For, I think Lucius and Mars,
0: because we'll get to the talk about Canicles later. I, I was about to say, yeah, right,
1: right now, uh, just reading them on face value, Lucius is the best, for my mind. And then you're saying with Mars, when you put the, the whole context together, is right up there too?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I th- those are the two standouts to me. But like I said, I, I th- also think Metallica is very strong, especially mm. with its supplement in mind. And I think uh, both Staijis and, uh, and Ryza have some play as well.
1: All yep. of them
0: really have play, except for Grya, honestly.
1: Yeah, yikes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> poor Grya. <laughs> But uh, moving on to the Build Your own, Do you want to explain how this works, guys, because uh, to, to the guys? Because it's a bit different than other ones.
0: Yeah, so uh, you go ahead and select one primary, and there's mm-hmm. uh, four different ones, I believe. And after you pick the primary, you get three different options for a secondary dogma trait. So the primary is always static once you pick that tree, yep. and then you can pick from one of three uh, secondary dogmas. Mm. And honestly, most of them are very useful, just like they were in the Engine War book. But none of them are, oh my God, this is just absolutely amazing. None of them are yeah. plus one to saving throws against damage one. Mm. But, but I think some of them you could actually build lists around. Um, and I tried some of these in, uh, when they existed in Engine War. So, first one's uh, Rad Saturated Forge World, which had existed. Yep. Radiant Disciples is uh, each time a ranged attack targets a core unit with this dogma. If the attacker is more than 12 away, you subtract one from the strength characteristic. Of if this didn't yes. have the core restriction and thus it would on done flyers and vehicles, yeah. it would be very strong.
1: phenomenally
0: strong. Uh, mm. It does benefit the Iron Striders because they are core, so something to think about there, as well as those big bricks of warriors uh, or rangers and uh, and Vanguard. But the core restriction does make it a little bit uh, more limiting. Mm. And then the secondaries, you have extreme rad saturation, which replaces if you have rad saturation, so things like the sulfur hounds and the Vanguard get a now three-inch aura of minus one strength yep. and toughness. You know, once again, good to have. Mm. Um, the next one is add one to the strength characteristic and improve the AP characteristic by one of radium weapons. So these Ooh. are typically the weapons uh, holded by the vanguards, yep. which got upgraded. So being able to give them plus one strength, uh, plus one AP, and there are things like the manipulus, which can give out further AP, you can make them extremely scary. Uh, yeah, wow.
1: This. That there sounds is amazing. Play
0: that. I think if you take this one, it would be Radiant, Radiant Disciples with um, the extra... You would try and go for a Vanguard heavy build. Yeah, you would. And the last one is each time a combat test is taken, you ignore any and all modifiers. Whoop-dee-doo. Whoop-dee-doo, especially as you see the strat for auto-passing yeah.
1: morale. Yeah, well, stuff that. So it's, it is sacrifice... It, that, that is the pairing. It's Radiant Disciples and sacrificing... Uh, scar- scarifying weaponry, right? Fair. Fair. Easy done. All right. Next one uh the primary here is so this is expansionist four worlds the forge worlds so accelerated actuators the, damn the words of fun in this book um, each time a unit with this dogma fights if it made a charge move it was charged up from intervention this turn then until the fight is resolved the armor penetration characteristics of melee weapons and models in that unit equipped with are improved by one interesting next one is for, forward operators Operation, sorry. At the start of the first battle round, each Skatari core model in your army with this dogma can make a normal move of up to three. Only three? This is in addition to any other abilities they may have that allows them to make a normal move. Uh, they can end that move, uh, so they cannot end that move within nine of any enemy model. So they get a, a baby scout move, essentially. As an uh, acquisitive, acquisitive reach, add six to the range characteristic of rifle and carbine weapons uh, models in this dog with this dogma are equipped with, and all last ones. This one. Um, is rugged exploration explorators damn i can't read for anything today models in this unit do not suffer the penalty to hit rolls incurred for firing heavy weapons in the same term which that unit has moved and vehicle models do not suffer the penalty to hit rolls incurred for firing assault weapons when they have advanced what are your thoughts
0: overall i mean having a extra ap in combat never a bad thing because once again mm. your basic vanguard or ranger can get you know become an actual melee threat um, not not a crazy one, but still can actually do damage if you tag them. Mm. Um, the pregame move, meh. As you'll see with the, the rangers, they get a pregame move of three inches. That's why they cap it here at another three. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it'll start getting silly. And then, acquisitive uh, reach, adding six inch range to things like the galvanic rifles, not a bad thing. Yeah, but honestly, I would much rather have one of the one of the other ones. The, um, the whole so, package ones, yeah, exactly. Then we have data horde forge world. This one also existed. Um, the primary is ma- magna bonded alloys. Uh, each time a vehicle model with this dogma loses a wound on a six, um, you ignore it. Yeah. Um, and then Omni Track Impellers add two to the move characteristic of Catafron Servitors and Onager Dune Crawlers. Super restrictive. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way, way too specific. Yeah. Is at the start of your command phase, each vehicle model in your army with this dogma regains one wound, yep. and models with the dogma whose characteristics can change as they suffer damage. Are considered to have double the number of wounds remaining when determining characteristic. Not bad, but uh, you have so much healing in Admech. Yes, uh, are you really worried? And then uh, servo focused auguries. Each time a model with this dogma makes a ranged attack with a cognis weapon that targets a unit within half range, you re-roll the hit roll. This is powerful on things like the flyers, where most of their weapons mm. are cognis. So on the gunship, you have both the cognis heavy stubbers and the cognis las cannons. Yeah, you're pretty much always in half range with them. So having uh, those those re rolls to hit. Not bad, since you'll be away from characters. Uh, and then you have a 6 of Final Pain on top of that. In a vehicle-heavy list, not bad. Um, something you could actually consider. I ran this in, eight, in uh, after Engine War came out, and it was actually pretty
1: decent. Yeah, actually, I don't mind this. The... Um... The six, I feel no pain on things like the chicken walkers, the ballista, and stuff. They have six wounds. Um, it actually makes a bit of a difference, especially with the D3 plus three weapons. It might not be the worst thing in the world if you're going for a he- very heavy mech build. But um, yeah. yeah, I still can't see you wanting to, unless you're going specifically for that archetype. I still can't see you really wanting to give up some of the other stuff. It may, like you know the plus one to save against things like uh, your assault cannons and whatnot coming into you from Lucius probably feels, still feels a little bit better.
0: Yeah, it's not horrific, but it's not like world beating. Yeah, it's exactly. actually
1: a decent trade. This actually is decent, yeah. Um, all right, reignited uh, forge is the next one. Each time, and so the primary is each time a core model with this dogma makes a ranged attack and a modified wound roll of six, the arm penetration characteristic is improved by one. So a little, you know, procking rand like your dire Avengers do. Um, data bleed generators is the first secondary. Each time an enemy model makes a melee attack against a unit with this dogma, if that enemy model made a charge move, was charged from a correct intervention, subtract one from the attack's hit roll. Uh, next one, purified data sphere. Add three to the range of four abilities, um, excluding rad saturation of units with this dogma to a maximum of nine inches. And the last one is engineered nanophages. Each time a melee attack made by a model with this dogma is allocated to a model with a safe characteristic of three or better. Down penetration of attack is improved by one. So you've got two instances where you can prove the AP. If you took the, prim- the, the primary and the um, engineered nanophages, you'd get a lot of extra AP. And you're saying there's a, a couple of other ways to get extra AP too?
0: Yeah, absolutely. This book has, has several ways to get AP. Uh, Particularly through the manipulus. Um, Is this this one any good? It's okay. But honestly, because you have those other ways, it's not really that necessary. And uh, it's only unmodified sixes to wound. So it's much less than I'm just giving Mm. you extra AP, which is
1: just better. That is very true.
0: Yeah. And then um, Slave Systems Forge World is where you pick a parent Forge World and Uh, basically like
1: a successor of them. Exactly right. So yeah, it is what it is there. Um, That is it for those. So I think, which ones would we say were the best? Uh, Rad Saturated you could really build into, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think Rad Saturated. um, You could potentially do a little expansionist combo with uh, Mm. making your rangers scary in combat, but eh. And then Data Horde Forge World, if you're really spamming a lot of vehicles, it does add up that extra defense. Um, But I think Rad Saturated is probably the best if you would run them. If you're running like a Vanguard spam type of list.
1: Yeah, so it's interesting they don't have the... the, um, the arc weapon loadout one. Because I think that's the only one that's really missing that we had in Engine World that didn't make it across was all the the procking exploding arc weapons and stuff like that, yeah? The one that benefited Breachers, yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Who would have thought they had some foresight there? Luckily, I didn't buy 27. Oh, yeah. Lucky I didn't. I I bought 18. I just sold them all. (laughs) Because I got a mate who wanted to start with this book and I hadn't done enough. Anyway, that brings us up to our stratagems. Uh, So we'll go tit for tat here. First one here is Zealous Congregation. This is 2CP use this stratagem in the fight phase when an Electro Priest unit from your army is selected to fight to the end of the fight phase each time I model that unit makes an attack an unmodified hit roll of 6 automatically wounds the target 2 CP is a bit steep for that I mean primary means pay 1 CP for the same thing do you think this is good bad in the middle?
0: 2 CP it's only fight phase and mm-hmm. because it's an unmodified 6 you're losing a chance to roll a 6 on the wound roll which gets you extra 2 mortal wounds exactly. uh, with those Fulgurites so yeah, eh, 2 CP especially no absolutely not this would be like emergency situation.
1: Emergency um, jazz, jazz hands boys got charged. Like I need to exactly. bail them out. It's yeah, exactly right. Um, all right, next one.
0: We got Dune Striders use the Strat in your movement phase when Iron Strider engine or Seberus unit from your army selected to advance till the end of the turn. Each time that unit advances, you do not make an advance roll. You just get flat six. Mm-hmm. The type characteristic of heavy weapons becomes assault, and then Ooh. models do not suffer the penalty for advancing and firing assault weapons. So it's the trifecta of all of this is awesome and it's 1 CP. That's incredible. So 100%. When I need those, it's it used to be 2d6 uh, for the Iron Strider unit. Um, yeah. So it's it's uh, max kind of uh, additional movement is reduced. But this is just reliable and you suffer no penalties. So okay. I, I think this is a very good useful strat when you need so, those Iron
1: Striders angles. So you're saying you've got a unit of 5 or 6 Iron Striders and for 1 CP, mm-hmm. they move an extra 6 inches instead of rolling in advance and they shoot without penalties after they do, essentially. Yep. Wow. Which is good. That's really good. <laughs> That's really good. I mean, just one CP to, to advance and shoot would have been enough. Like, you know, but then to just get the auto six and have no penalty when they shoot afterwards. Amazing. So essentially it's one CP to advance and shoot with plus one to hit. It's phenomenal. Um, all right. Sorry, that was all correct. Yeah, none of that was stupid. Yeah, that's just awesome. all good. Yep. Whew. Um, assassin constructs one CP. You do strategy in the fight phase when a Sycoran unit from your army is selected to fight. If that unit made a charge move, was charged, or performed a heroic intervention this turn, until the fight is resolved, add one to the attack's characteristic of the model. So plus one attack, um, you know, unit wide for one CP. Not a bad one CP. Yep. It could be
0: used on the infiltrators or those mm. rust stalkers, I think situationally useful when you send them when you actually send them into into combat. But. Yep. It actually makes them a real, especially on their data sheet buffs. Uh, their weapons were, incre- were improved. So these guys actually hit really hard now, especially Wonderful. For the stalkers. So, I think right. useful. Uh, Electromancer's Wrath use the strat in your shooting phase. Select one enemy unit, excluding vehicle units, within 12 of an Electro Priest unit from your army. Roll 1d6, subtracting 1 if the unit being rolled for has the character keyword. On a 2 to 5, the enemy unit suffers d3 mortals. On a 6, it suffers 2d3 mortals. Hmm. Situationally powerful. This is those those times where you just shot a bunch of your army and you brought like a dreadnought down to one wound yeah. but you want to put the full volley of your next shooty unit into a different a full health thing. Mm. Use this strat, do the mortals on the one or two wound model, get rid of it and then put the rest of your firepower into the other one. That's where I, I do, would see this being used, situational, but
1: you know, I do like the 6 isn't just three flat mortals. the 6 is 2d3. I like that a lot. Um I think it gives you some chances to be like, "Oh, there's actually three wounds left on that." on that, um, on that it's night. It's, yeah, I'll, it's willing, willing to go for it. Because I can still roll a 2 and then roll a 3 or roll a 6 and then just almost instant give it. Um, Alright, machine superiority is the next one for 1 CP. You use strategy in the fight phase when the Skatari unit from your army selected to fight to the end of the phase add 1 to the strength characteristics of models in that unit. Wow! Okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really good.
0: <laughs> so you start putting melee buffs on Skatari on units and yep. now you can make them 1 plus 1 strength. Mm. Alright, you know, your witches that are trying to tie up my ranger blob, they might actually be getting hit back quite a bit harder than you thought.
1: Yeah, well this works on the Sulfur Hounds, this works on the Taraxi, this works mm-hmm. on the Rustalkers and the Sakarans. There's actually a huge yeah. array, array of applications here. Really exciting.
0: Machine superiority. Mm. All right. And we have Elimination Volley, 1CP. Use the stratagem in your shooting phase when a Cataphron Servitor's unit from your army is selected to shoot. Till the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes an attack that targets a unit within half range, Unmodified six to hit automatically wounds the target. Not bad to give your cataphracts extra efficiency, uh, especially because they're not core, so yeah.
1: they need they need all the
0: efficiency they can
1: get. Yeah, I like this when they need five to wound. Like if they because the arc weapons are only usually strength six, so if you're shooting into toughness seven, um, get, just getting a six to hit, go, uh, avoiding that hard wound rolls. Well, oh, they nice. auto wound
0: on fours against vehicles now. So they well, never mind.
1: Ignore yeah, everything the, the I just ar- said. Ar- <laughs> 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 but, Fantastic. I mean, you could the T T7 monster. You
0: know, so, it'd be like
1: a, so. Yeah, like a Riptide, yeah, like a Riptide. All right, R- Dardus R- Black, 1 CP. You just drag him in the flight phase when Adeptus Mechanicus Tech Priest model from your army is selected to flight. Select one enemy vehicle unit within engagement range of the model. Roll a D6 so on 2-5, to five, it suffers D3 mortal wounds. On a 6, it suffers D3 plus 3. So, this is like a Meltabomb, essentially, in the Space Marine Codex, yeah?
0: Yeah, it's similar. Um, this actually existed in the 8th edition book but the six is now flat 3 plus D3 um, so it's a, got a nice bit of an upgrade yeah. it's, it's situationally powerful once again but you know when that tech priest really needs to take something a vehicle down boom mm,
1: it's good mortals. Well, yeah 1cp and just be like oh, yeah you got one, one or two left this is what AdMech
0: was all about in 8th and a uh, special engine wars
1: 1cp mm. utility strats like,
0: mm. when the opportunity comes up to use them they're great
1: dude um, I'm saying it we will just rate off like wish. 4 or 5 of them
0: Right, go for it. One CP benevolence of the Omnissiah. This strat was buffed. Use the strat in any phase when an admec vehicle model from your army would lose a wound as a result of mortal till the end of the phase. Each time you take a mortal wound, you roll a D6 on a four up. On a four or up baby, it's no four. longer five up; it's four up. So you bring in all those Volkite Contemptor Dreads into my Iron Striders. Perfect profile, Strength yeah. 2 damage no 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 no. 1 no. CP4 up you know pain against all those mortals wow this that's is, really this is good great. oh my god yep. that's really 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 good and it's any phase use it against psychic powers
1: no problem uh, you know it's just hit the shelf you know it's just hit the shelf for me dark talents in the back in the box under the bed never to be heard of again <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking they were they were a good solution because they're like oh yeah win Ballastari and stuff on twos flat three mortals see you later uh, 4 plus feel no pain damn Yeah, wrecked. it's until wrecked. the end
0: of the phase okay Adam I'm just taking 4 us.
1: Oh, wrecked. Okay. Um, <laughs> tech Adept is one CP. Use destroy strategy them at the start of the command phase or at the start of your movement phase. Um, select one Adeptive Mechanicus Tech Priest model in your army. If it is the command phase, that model can use its machine focus or awaken the machine spirit ability one additional time that phase if it's your movement phase the model could use its master of machines ability one additional time that phase this is why I get a little bit frustrated with the layout of books I have no I have I have some ideas what these things do but if I was opening this for the first time I would have no idea what those abilities were if I was just picking up this codex and I'd have to flip forward in order to do it it's so like I don't get the context before I read the application mm-hmm. uh, so that's what are the- your thoughts? The ability
0: to heal, Um, and unlike in 8th edition where it explicitly said you could heal the same vehicle again, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't say that here anymore, so I assume you can't do it. And then the other one is the Engine Seer's plus one to hit to yeah. a uh, to a tank. So in this case, if you're running like two Scorpiuses, the one Engine Seer for one CP gives both uh, Scorpius
1: tanks plus one to hit. So now wow. Hit not yeah, bad. Wow. That's not bad at all. So it's just this plus one CP plus one to hit, which is a phenomenal yep. one. piece. Do you choose
0: track? which one but Mm. on either one, it it depends on the situation, but not bad. Uh, Excellent. Machine Spirit Resurgent is 1CP. Use the strat in your command phase. Select one Adeptus Mechanicus vehicle model from your army. Till the start of your next command phase, the model is considered to have its full wounds remaining for Mm. the
1: purposes of determining its
0: characteristics. So, acted full profile. Still
1: exists as 1CP. Still good. Fantastic. Next one, data-blessed uh, auto-sermon, 2CP. Use a in your command phase. Select one adeptus mechanicus unit from your army within six of a friendly tech priest model and select one canticle that has not yet been f- active for that army. Till start of your next command phase, that unit uh, counts as having selected canticles being active uh, in addition to the current one. In addition to the current what, active one. Mm-hmm. That's quite sexy.
0: Especially in Mars where more things can have access yes. to canticles. Fantastic. So it yeah, doesn't it, yeah. It, it doesn't go. grant you the particular canical if you don't have it. Instead, um, until the start of your next command phase, that unit counts that canical as being active for your army.
1: Yes. Yeah, so what's the differentiation there? So
0: if you don't actually have access to canicles, I don't think you benefit from it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Based no, on this I, Yeah, I don't think you can give it to them if they don't have it. But if you're Mars and you already have it, that, that's Katariya. Exactly. They would have had because none. Had more flexible. Yeah, they would have had none if it was Lucius. Now has two. Um, yeah, so the so, turn
0: where you really need Shroud Som again on a unit. Boom, two CP. Yeah. Doing it. Really good, really good. Um all right, next one's yours. Uh, Archaeotech specialists is one CP. Um when you're mustering your army. It's
1: if your warlord has the me- add keyword, you basically get you get to buy an additional relic. Yeah, it's the extra relic one. To- yeah. And then the next one, Mechanicum Locum is the extra warlord one. Yeah, Warlord trade okay. one, same as same as everybody else's books. Um what's this next one though? Host of intermediary. Yep. This is
0: still a requisition stratagem. It's one CP to give an alpha or princeps model from your army. So these are the, the sergeants in the Ranger mm-hmm. Vanguard squad or the Severus Raider squads. Um, so you can, or Rustalker's Princep. So you can give them a warlord trait. And then the other one, Artifactorum, you can give them a relic, which this opens up those allied detachments that I was talking about. So bringing mm-hmm. in a allied a Metallica uh, detachment, go ahead and put this on, put the uh, warlord trait. Uh, radioactive emanation for the six inch minus one toughness aura on a Skitari sergeant. Now you can get that off turn one because they get the pregame move, they then move, they're right in your opponent's army and then your whole army is benefiting from that minus one toughness aura as they shoot range. So I, was, I think there's I a lot also, of play there.
1: Yeah, I was also about to say the Veiled Hunter for Skitari, you put that on, essentially mm-hmm. you'll have, it says the bearer and two other units. The bearer can be a sergeant taking a whole squad with them and two other squads in addition. That's really powerful as well.
0: I, th- I think these stratagems and they open up getting access to more things you otherwise wouldn't mm. have because you'd run out of
1: um, characters. Yeah. I'm assuming the next one, Artifactorum, is the same thing but for Relics? Yep, exactly. There you go. Wow, th- those, two, those two things it's just exp- exploded my brain. Um, the for the, the f- Warlord
0: for- one is, you can pick any Warlord traits, basically. Yep. Give a model, you know, blah, blah, blah. But this one, it specifically lists the following uh,
1: Arcana Mechanicum that you can give them. So it's a little yeah, more wow. restrictive. But still, like, why, like, yeah, still, my brain is just reeling from the, the, the possibilities in list construction <laughs> now. It's just wow, just endless. Maybe um, we'll be seeing that for more things, or maybe that's admix exclusive.
0: I'm not sure, mm. but I do. It's interesting because we'll look at the secondary and it kind of hints towards this being
1: more of a, a future thing. Yeah, fair. All right, I'll grab the next one. This is um, by bi- Heratic Override, Blind Heratic Override, right. rather. <laughs> uh, once CP, use a stratagem at the start of any phase. Select one Castellan robot unit from your army um, and one available protocol found on a starter sheet. That protocol replaces the one that is currently active for that unit. To end of the game, that unit's active protocol cannot be changed. You can only use a stratagem once. That's actually the only one we've read so far. That's exactly the same as it was in a previous incarnation, right?
0: Uh, I, I yeah, I think the the one that was uh, Machine Spirit Resurgent, to active full profile is oh, very of course similar. yeah yeah, yeah. agree there's, there's a couple that are similar. Sure. Um, Next up is acquisition at any cost. One CP. Use the strat at the start of the morale phase. Select one objective marker on the battlefield till the end of that phase. Each time an Adeptus Mechanicus unit from your army takes a morale test. If that unit is within six of that objective marker, it's automatically passed. This strat is amazing. This is one of the best strats in my opinion. It might not look it because you hear morale phase and you're like, "Ah, it's going to be something about combat attrition, whatever. This is awesome. I played two practice games uh, the other day yesterday. And this came up in both of them, and it was awesome.
1: The amount of times you bomb onto a onto a ten man on an objective and leave one guy and be like, ah, he's going to auto fail, or you're going to have to spend two CP, and you're like, not nah, one CP. He's not passing, yep. and his three other mates who are next to him that you almost finished off are not passing it, passing as well. This is really this good. is just good. It's so just good. good. <laughs> you're just gonna you're just gonna use this every game. It's, it's going to come up.
0: Yep, and it um, has for me at least. Yeah,
1: phenomenal. All right. Uh, machine Spirits Revenge, 1CP. <laughs> uh, you just strategy in any phase when an Adeptus mechanic is a vehicle model when your army is destroyed. Do not rolled to see if it explodes. It automatically explodes. That's straight port over from um, Engine War, yeah? Oh, was, that uh, was that in the Codex? That was in the it Codex. Was in the codex. Yeah, it and was
0: still awesome. I'm still glad awesome. that they kept it. It's just, It forces positioning errors on your opponent just because mm-hmm. they don't want to take a bunch of mortals for no reason. All right. I'm, pr- I'm happy you're pronouncing the next one. Circuitous Assassins, so use the stratagem at the end of your movement phase. Select one Sakaar unit from your army, wholly within nine of a battlefield edge. You remove it, bring them down in your next movement phase, more than nine from enemy models. This existed in Engine War, but it used to mm. be that you bring them up and then bring them back down, just like uh, like Infiltrators and Cursors yep. with Guerrilla Tactics. They did change it now so that uh, you have to come down in the next movement phase, which yeah. is a little more restrictive, but still... Turn four, you pop them up. Turn five, they come down. Scramble your opponent's deployment zone. Done.
1: Yeah, exactly. right. Um, not bad at all. Uh, next one is one CP. Deeply sunk talons. Use a strategy in your opponent's movement phase. When an enemy unit, excluding vehicle units, is selected to fall back, if the enemy unit is within the engagement range of a Taraxy sterilizer unit from your army, uh, roll a d6 on a two plus until the end of the phase. The enemy unit cannot fall back. Very, very good.
0: Super powerful. And uh, if you note, excluding vehicle units, so mm. there's a ton of other types of units in the game that it it works on. I think this is a staple, especially if you're running more melee heavy yeah. variants of uh, Stygiz or Ryza. You need a trapping things in combat is so powerful. It's so so
1: good, so very good. Um, and it's one it's only one CP. I think Black Templars have got the same thing for a two it's a two CP. But I'll double check. It, it's thing. also one CP. Ah, oh, fantastic! Knows my decks better than me. Look at it.
0: <laughs> uh, Tactical Oblique two CP. Use the strat in your opponent's charge phase when a Severus Raiders unit from your army is selected as a target of a charge. If that unit is not within engagement range of any enemy models, it can make a normal move. Till the end of the phase, that unit can now fire Overwatch or set to defend. Your opponent can then select new targets for that charge. This existed in uh, Engine War, but yep. now uh, the change that they made is after you make that move, your opponent can now redeclare charges. Uh, so it doesn't make them auto fail a key charge anymore. But still, it can help keep your Subverse Raiders alive. It can mm. still do move blocking and being annoying. It's still, it's still um, awesome, Jank. Block off other charges. Mm. It, it, yeah, it's still Jank. 2 CP, you're very rarely going to use it. But the times where it actually is going to help you win a game, like getting this unit onto an objective you otherwise weren't going to hold, Yep, it's powerful.
1: Everybody, everybody. by the way, note down this day. So it's tw- Right now, it's the 25, 25th of, of June. And uh, Richard Sigler was wrong. It was 2 CP! <laughs> it's 2 CP? Yeah, Tenacious Assault is 2 CP.
0: <laughs> oh, all right, so their advance, what is their advance and charge?
1: Yeah, one CP? In charge is one CP. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> those mix, uh, I don't actually play for the templars, though. I only play fine.
0: against them exactly.
1: <laughs> he doesn't even play, he just wins, he just beats them. Um, next one is crushing weight one CP. You just strategy in your charge phase when an iron strider, iron strider engine or castellan robot unit from your army finishes the charge move. Select one enemy unit within engagement range of the iron strider engine or castellan robot unit, and then roll a 6 for each model. Um, that is in the unit within within engaged range of the enemy on you know, a two plus they suffer a mortal wound. So that's like the um the hammer of wrath that um jump pack units from rains get. Yeah?
0: yeah. Yeah, but it's on a two up.
1: It's awesome. Yeah, this but it's not gonna come you, up often.
0: Yeah. But when you need to finish something off mm. and uh you know you're charging in there and there's probably a little too much for you to, you know, finish off holy mm. you can send the iron striders in there do a bunch of mortals and then yeah.
1: swing all your yeah, attacks and at the other. That's true. So um, it's, I mean, it's you know, good. I can't see it coming up massively for things like Castellans. Uh, actually, the only real downside it
0: might melee like Castellans getting in there was yeah. softening something up with a bunch of
1: mortals. I was just thinking about the size of the units you're likely to have um, for these things, because you're likely to have like yeah. three to five uh, Iron Striders, yeah. But maybe you're only having two or three uh, Castellan robots, and usually you never see bigger than four mans. But still, you know, if they only got two wings left, you're gonna do it. You're gonna be like ah, yep, doing yeah. it anyway. You're go.
0: going in something super durable like the. Uh- the Lord of Change with all the buffs. Oh, perfect. I'll do yep. a couple extra mortals to that, no problem. Yeah,
1: and because you're going to be safe from retaliation. He's like, you have to be he has to be very lucky to kill one guy in return. Um, all right, Electro Shocked is up next, and it's yours, I think.
0: So it's a 1CP strat. Use the star- stratagem at the start of the fight phase. Select one enemy unit, excluding vehicles or monster units, with an engagement range of a Cult Mechanicus core, so the Priests or the Breachers, or a Cult Mechanicus character unit from your army. Till the end of this phase, the enemy unit is not eligible to fight until after all eligible units for the army have done so. One CP
1: fight lasts. Why is that one CP? Holy oh, crap. Because it's, good. <laughs> it's no. good at him, which is good. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> it's very good. good. Wow. So, very it doesn't benefit
0: great. the Skatari units, but frankly, you know, it's the it's the priests you really want to win melee combats, mm. but it also gives access to those characters. So even in a fully Skatari army, your characters can charge in there and still make something fight last. So this is just great awesome utility strat and it keeps your opponent just like a lot of these strats it just keeps your opponent guessing about what you're going to do
1: and it's going to keep them all honest it's going to be so you're going to have to run mm-hmm. through an absolute maze of data in your head to realize if you can actually make an effective charge or not like there's just yeah. so many things happening um, and it's yeah, not like a relic really on a particular character that you can play yeah. around this is just yeah okay I'm doing it <laughs> one CP wow so good. All right, booster thrust up next to one CP. Also, everything's one CP. <laughs> Essentially, um, this, use this strategy. strategy awesome. Use this stratagem at the end of your turn. Select one Taraxia unit from your army. Remove that unit from the battlefield in the reinforcement ste- step of your next movement phase. You can set that unit back up on the battlefield anywhere that's one nine inches away from any models. If the battle ends, at st- what? So you get to avoid your opponent's turn. Use stratagem yes. at the end of your turn. So you just so bounce here's what them I'm off. Do, Adam. What? Let me
0: let me tell you what, what? I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna take ten Taraxi. Yes. I'm gonna drop them nine inches away. I'm gonna clear the screen. And your army doesn't is a pretty elite army, it doesn't have a lot of screens. So yes, boom, it's gone. Um I might even make a charge onto another unit I set up a nine inch charge in, do some yep. damage in there, use that one C P extra attacks. And uh then I'm gonna at the end of my turn, one C P go back into reserve.
1: So it's one Keep screening CP, next turn. One C P for me to never be able to interact with that unit. Yes. That's insane. Wow. Good. If wow! You're gonna every every arm everyone go out buy tenteraxi. Just go get ten. If you don't have to, if you don't have ten already, get ten. Maybe make their wings out of wire because you're gonna be playing so much that their wings are gonna break. But um, yeah, go get ten. That is that strat is ridiculous. Wow! Oh, Jeez. Now, like that sh- the question strat- is like when yeah.
0: when do you res- is resolved at the end of your turn? Well, so is a lot of other things like yes. uh, scoring, scrambler points, morale. Or, uh, yeah, mor- well, this do will you, be do after avoid morale. the morale phase. Like, if you took no. if you took casualties, you wouldn't, would you? You couldn't. No, you would take the morale phase. This will happen at the very end of the turn. Yeah, but uh, things like scoring engage points, like do you get your engage points, and then you add bounce, and then you resolve mm-hmm. the stratagem. Probably not. It shouldn't be that. But do you scramble? They didn't make it clear for and no Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: So I'm yeah, sure wow. they'll
0: clarify in the minutes But like, this I is want, just great. I
1: want this happens. to be escalating. Like every time you use it on the same unit, the CP usage goes up by one. That would make it fair because <laughs> right now this is not fair. Uh, hello for one CP. I get to use just this be unit. Lucky you can't use it on something stronger. Oh, well, yeah. Taraxi are good, they're a great harassing unit, decent combat unit, but yeah, they're not going to table you by themselves. All right, seismic bomb is up next for one CP. Use a strategy in the movement phase. This one hasn't really changed, has it? It's half the move of a bombed unit, and half the advance and charge rolls. Yeah, yep. So.
0: Still very strong. It's another reason why that
1: Archeoraptor Fusilov is just a great utility
0: piece in your army. Mm-hmm. Still can't be used on titanic or flight units, but can slow things like dreads down that are trying to hide from your shooting and they're behind a ruin. I'm just going to make it so you can't get in range of me next turn with a 4-inch yeah. move.
1: Yep, cool. really good. The, the, the fact that it's still half advance and charge, not minus 2 like the tremor shells are, um, just makes this yeah. absolutely premium. So, and we so, go so back strong.
0: to Metallica. 1cp yeah. strat also do the similar thing so you can actually stack those
1: uh, uh, yeah I, believe I don't see any reason why you couldn't two different abilities all right next is yours
0: chain taser protocols 1cp use the stratagem in the fight phase when adeptus mechanicus unit from your army is selected to fight till the end of the phase each time in the unit makes an attack with a taser weapon unmodified hits of five score two additional hits so cool fives and sixes
1: are exploding the us it gave us back what we used to try and do with tasers yeah Exactly. So the big
0: units of dragoons with a bunch of taser attacks with the taser goads. This yep. is actually quite strong on
1: them. Yes, it is. But uh,
0: infiltrators as well.
1: Mm, yeah, I don't mind this. I quite like this. I'm happy. I'm happy they've got it. Um, next up is Info, Info Slave Skull, one of the most controversial stratagems from the previous incarnation. Um, use a stratagem <laughs> at the end of the reinforcement steps of your opponent's turn. Select one Adeptus Mechanicus core unit from your army that is not within engagement range of any enemy units. That unit can shoot as if it were your shooting phase, but models in this unit can only target a single eligible enemy unit that was set up in reinforcement. So it's all spec scan. It is literally yep. page word for word all specs from yep. Space Marine Codex. Extremely powerful to give to Drakari. So it's just Katari. So Admek, yeah. He yep. had it in the Perry Codex,
0: pose. And it had a minus one to hit penalty. Yeah. Now that
1: minus one hit penalty doesn't exist. So, but it's, it's 2 CP, so you, you wouldn't want it to. Um, it's, it's, it's Adeptus to, it's... Mechanicus Core, too. So yeah. So you can't do it on the Flamer Boys. can't do it on the Flamer Hounds. Or can't do it on the Teraxian. No, they're, they're, about, they're yeah? Core. You, you can do
0: it on Core. It's the, the Breachers that you can't do it on. I thought they're you said Deptis Mechanicus Core. Yeah, Adeptus Mechanicus Core. So that means the entire army is adeptus. Well, of mechanicus. Of course, so Mechanicus. Apologies, sorry. Yeah. Tripping out. No. Um, anyway, yours next. Electrofilament countermeasures, 2CP. Use this uh, stratagem at the end of your movement phase. You select one Archaeopter model, so this is any of them, in your army equipped with a command uplink and one enemy unit within six of that model. Till the start of your next movement phase, that enemy unit is not affected by the aura abilities of other enemy units. Turn off aura. In, the old one used to be uh, you turned off auras and people could walk out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, you pick a unit and it can't benefit from fr-
1: from the, the yeah. opponent's auras. It's... Yeah
0: situationally very, very strong.
1: So yeah, you just pick a unit that you know is getting obsec from rights of war, and then it doesn't have obsec. Oh, rights of yeah, war no. still exists for other things, but that unit cannot right. benefit from them. I think that's very good. Exactly. Or chapter master stuff like that. It's arguably better Not chapter master, and but okay. it's arguably better. But there are some cases where it's worse. Right? Like you can't turn off Gilliman like you would before. But, yeah? but seal of oath, you can. One of the units
0: benefiting from it, you could turn that yeah. off.
1: Yeah, that's it's actually situationally better. I Stuff think Stuff like that. Um, all right, incense exhausts one CP. You just strage him in your opponent shooting phase when a mechanic is mechanicus screen. Ah, it's 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 smoke bomb. It's uh, lightning fast reactions. One CP. Yep. If you got it's, if you yeah,
0: smoke screen is the honor go doom crawlers, mm-hmm. and
1: if you have chaff launchers on any of the flyers, yeah, cool. actually that's cool on the flyers. People, a lot of people have you know. Well, I am of the opinion that people should start to try and look at taking things that a plus one to hit fly again. Um, so yeah, it's good to have it back for one CP. Um, all right enriched rounds Good. all yours well
0: one cp arc grenades cuz we skipped that one use the stratagem in your shooting phase when an adeptus mechanicus arc grenades unit in the army is selected to shoot select one enemy vehicle unit within 6 of that unit roll 1d6 on a 2 to 5 the vehicle suffers d3 mortals on a 6 2d3 situationally yeah. once again admec have a couple of these mortal random mortal
1: abilities they really do they really um, do so you could you could go run into a vehicle with you know five um, Ballastari, one guy with an arc grenade and a, a character with a data spike. And and it realistically, for three CP, proc off three D3 mortal wounds. Oh, sorry, um, two D3 yep. mortal wounds. And then on a two plus, every ballistari you can get within engagement range gets one. So realistically, yeah. it's like five, it's like seven mortals, get three Ballastari and then two D3 mortals. Like, yeah, that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, it, it's CP intensive. So you're mm. probably very rarely going to use it because there's amazing strats here. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's something that could help
1: turn the tide of the game. Absolutely. All right. Um, I'll do enriched rounds. This is one CP. You use a stratagem in your shooting phase when an Adeptus Mechanicus unit from your army is selected to shoot till the end of the phase. Each time, modeling that unit makes an attack with a radium weapon against an enemy unit, excluding vehicle units, and a modified hit roll of six automatically wounds the target. So that's uh, turning radium into arc, I believe.
0: Unmodified hit of four plus.
1: Oh, what do I, what did I say? I said six. Okay. Apologies, yep. guys. <laughs> Apologies. On their data sheet, it's 6. Yeah, is this uh, any good? Here, it's 4+. plus.
0: So the Radiant weapons, like we talked about, there's multiple ways to buff them, both their strength and their AP. Um, being able to auto-wound on 4s, especially if you take somebody like Call, who can mm-hmm. give out a Chapter Master buff, you could actually do quite a bit of wounds. Now, it excludes vehicles, so uh, against int- infantry, do you really need to be auto-wounding on 4s? Probably not, but yeah. still, against monsters, if mon- you know, very monster-heavy armies were prevalent, it's a nice thing to have in the back pocket.
1: Mm. Yeah, I agree. I quite like it. Um, The one you're going to
0: see a lot more often is the 2-CP Galvanic (laughs) Volley Fire. (laughs) Use this Uh, strategy in your shooting phase when a Scutari Ranger's unit from your army is selected to shoot. Till the end of the phase, Galvanic Rifle models in that unit are equipped uh, with heavy type characteristic of Rapid Fire 2. So instead of being um, heavy 2 shots, they become Rapid Fire 2. So if they're in half range and there's multiple ways to increase the range of their weapons, uh, you can be shooting uh,
1: with a 20-man unit up to 80 shots. Pretty legit. I'd also like to segue for one second because that's what you just did. We have a term here called the Marigold Double Down, which is called, coined by you know the wonderful Jeremy Marigold. I've now going to coin the Segler seg- uh, Segway, which is what you just did before. <laughs> so we now have the Segler <laughs> Segway, the Segler Segway as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this really good, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's it's going to be the
1: bread and butter of a yeah. Ranger heavy army. It, it's amazing value. Stormbolters, give them all a Stormbolter. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. much better than Stormbolters. Yeah, because you can, you can just pile a bunch of AP, can't you?
0: Yep, you can pile a bunch of strength and mm-hmm. eight and just various things, uh, but especially AP.
1: All right, over onto our last one. This is Overloaded Systems. This is a one slash two CP strategy. The first of the one slash two CPs, there aren't any others. Um, that I remember at least. There are a lot of strats. Use this stratagem in any phase when an enemy vehicle model loses one or more wounds as a result of attack made with an arc weapon by an Indeptus Mechanicus model in your army. If an, the enemy vehicle model's characteristics can change if it, as it suffers from damage, roll 1d6 on a 2+, and still start off your next command phase, the, that enemy vehicle is considered to have half the number of wounds remaining for the purposes of determining what characteristics are. If the enemy model has the Titanic keyword, a stratagem costs 2 CP, otherwise it costs 1. I... Think that's good situationally, good, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
0: Once again, it's a situationally powerful thing. I really need this vehicle that I'm not able to kill this turn mm. because of angles or, or terrain, whatever. I need it to be as inefficient as possible against me yeah. for the next turn. So that's it's, where you would pop something.
1: So that is it, is most likely going to be a minus one to hit. Um, is the can never make that a minus two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say because the melee is what we really want to degrade, especially on things like the dreads or things like mm-hmm. knights. Especially crass nights, you know. For God's sake, um, but yeah, that's really interesting. Mm. All right, that is the end of the stratagems, dude. What do you think about the package? The so it's four pages. It's a lot of strats. We just we just went for like thirty-five minutes, just bang, bang, bang strats. Um, a Huge, huge toolbox, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's an amazing toolbox. It continues off the trend of the Eighth Edition Codex and Engine War of just giving Ad options for pretty much any situation. Um, A lot of them can cause headaches constantly for your opponent. They have to think about them, like the fight last stratagem, Mm. Um, the auto exploding. It's just great value. I think this this set of stratagems is uh, one of the best in the game.
1: I think this is uh, well. This is on par with Jokari. At least they're just as good. They're so it's very well rounded. Mm -hmm. There's a hell of a lot Definitely. of depth. The vast majority of the ones you're going to be using, there, there aren't any, I didn't see any bread and butter turn in, turn out 2CP strats. They're all 1CP strats. That's about right. Yeah. Except for the, maybe the galvanic volley fire.
0: Yeah. Galvanic volley fire, uh, potentially overloaded systems. Mm. And um, the tactical oblique stratagem is also still 2CP. Um, you would were... think it was the one to put the, um,
1: use a different canticle. Yeah. That one's 2CP. You were absolutely right on it being thirsty straight up because there's like there's the there's the buy extra relics on your characters, there's the buy extra wards on your characters, there's buy extra relics on your sergeants, buy extra wallet traits on your sergeants. You could theoretically spend eight CP just on tech yep. on your line. Yeah, you can list. just get carried away. And honestly, yeah. spending
0: things pre game, it just you have to think about it. Yeah, I spent one CP, but now I get this for five turns of this game. Yes, and if you're exactly. at a tournament, it's every single round mm. where I'm not having to spend
1: this. Exactly so, right
0: it's immense value
1: oh it's gonna be hard to turn away especially with the ones we already gone we haven't gone over the relics all the actual wallet trades and I can already tell you yep. just the ones we've read in the the actual sections are enough to make me think wow I'm gonna spend like four or five pre yep. game yep. it's Regular crazy game. <laughs> already crazy um all right my man we've been going for an hour and ten are you down to do the holy orders and then call this one or you want to cut it
0: here um uh, up to you you're the host we're
1: what gonna smash out me? those holy orders <laughs> okay <laughs> okay uh, well so this is the this is the upgrade. Yeah. This is the thing that they put in every book where you pay some points yep. and upgrade your characters. You want to tell us a little bit about how it works?
0: Yeah. So uh you select one of your Adeptus Mechanicus Tech Priest models and um you induct them into a particular holy order. And to do so, you have to pay a particular points value and they increase in power level. Um most of them they're either twenty five, thirty, or thirty-five points, and they give you two two abilities essentially. It, um First is that each of these sections reduces the CP cost of a particular type of stratagem once per game. Ooh, yep. And then the second thing is they give you a, a protocol. So it's a usually it's a pick one unit in your command phase and they get this bonus. And then you can activate you can do an action to switch it to the advanced part of the protocol, which then is a different command phase buff. So I think uh, two of these are extraordinarily powerful, a third is pretty strong, and a fourth is very situational. But overall, I think you're going to be taking at least one of these um, mm-hmm. in, in your armies. Yeah, I,
1: th- I think you are. And this replaces the, the triple tier Admech um, Wallet traits we had from Engine Wall. Yep, yeah. There's
0: still Holy Orders, but all those auras where you get to pick which benefit you're yeah. going to do this turn... All those are gone. Instead, they're command phase benefits, but they are very powerful and they get this cool uh, CP mm-hmm. reduction, which, as we saw, CP to re- reduction is great when yes. you are spending a lot of CP pre-game.
1: All right. I'm going to jump into this first one. This one is the Genitors. <laughs> so, the ad- adaptive mastery ability uh, once per battle, if this model's on the battlefield, when you use adaptive Adept Mechanicus Battle Tactics Stratagem, it reduces CP uh, by one. Um, so note that the CP cost is only reduced by one for that use of that stratagem. Any further uses is the same. So yes, yeah, so that's for battle tactics. Um, the progressive ability learnings of the generator. Uh, the initial part is uh, biochemical aggression in your command phase. If this part is active for this model, select one friendly Forge World core or Forge World cataphron unit. So it'd be you know Mars, insert Mars Lucius XYZ, a unit within six of this model to the start of your next command phase. Each time model in that unit makes a melee attack and a modified hit roll of six automatically wounds the target. Than the advanced part in your command phase if this part is active for your model select one forge world cataphron servitors forge world cat, um forge world servitors unit within six of the model till the start of your next command phase each time model that unit would lose a wound on a roll one d6 on a six a wound is not lost so the advanced part is still the feel no pain but it's selected units not an aura anymore and the first part mm-hmm. is um six is to hit in combat automatically wound what are your thoughts this used to be four up, feel no pain against
0: um, mortals. No, yeah, it did. No, and it was, yeah. it was quite good. So it, it used to be very, you know, once again, very powerful into particularly the Chaos Mortal Spam armies. Now, if you're running a melee heavy army, there's definitely play here, which is why I say this is the situational one. Hmm. But honestly, I think it's outshone by the, the next two. Then here's the next couple. Uh, so we have the Logi, which uh, their ability is once per game if you use a strategic ploy stratagem. It's one less CP. And then the initial part of the uh, analyses of the Logos is in your command phase. If this part of the protocol is active, select one friendly Forge World core unit within six till the start of your command phase. Each time an attack with an armor AP characteristic of one or two is allocated to the unit, it's treated as zero. Wow. You get ignore AP one and two on a core unit, wow. which can be Iron it mm. can be 20 Rangers, whatever it is, this is amazing. This is somebody incredible. runs the Crisis Bomb with Tau, this is powerful and it also works in melee unlike that so it's just each time an attack not a melee attack or ranged attack just an attack straight up 100% I think this is the best one and that you're just picking a unit of turn to be awesome Mm. to have amazing defense especially because as we saw uh, armies like Lucius if it's a one damage weapon, you get plus one to your saving throws. Yeah, and wow. now you're ignoring AP one wow. and two against it. Ooh, oh. this is getting... and
1: you could have Shroud Sama on, um, on an edition. Shroud up wow, this, that's absurd. Guitar units, yep. Okay,
0: so this is great. The advanced part is less great. Your command phase, if this uh, part of the active for the model, you select one core or Catafron unit within six. Till the start of your next command phase, um, if you make a ranged attack, they don't benefit co- from cover. This was one of my main complaints about Admech in uh, 8th edition. Lack of ways to ignore cover. Mm-hmm. However, the initial part is so strong that you're probably only switching this to the later, later part of the game. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, it's definitely situationally powerful. Or if your army, your opponent's army has tons of AP, 3, or 4 weapons, <laughs> fine. Um, but I lo- the combo is both are awesome. Yes, both are awesome. The second one is more situational, but still, and you so, need it. It's,
1: and it's, this is any tech priest. Yeah, this doesn't have to be a dominus or it Can just be an enginseer. Uh, you pick a tech priest. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So you could have your cheap enginseer sitting at the back, giving a good, a, a crazy unit plus one to hit already, and also giving them ignore rend one and two. Phenomenal. Yeah.
0: Phenomenal. Yeah, he's not quite as cheap anymore. He's up to fifty five points. Ah, <laughs> so with plus thirty five, he's not that. He's not insanely cheap.
1: Yeah, but, it's yeah. still still incredibly good value. I think yeah, great um, value. Uh, next one is the Magi. Magi, Magi. Um, mm-hmm. They get uh, epic deeds reduction on CP usage and the progressive ability divinations of the Magos. This used to be the brain-bendingly good unit, also brain good one. Um, in your command phase, if the part is active, select a forge word core within six of this model. To start off your next command phase, add two to advance roles made for that unit. Wow, that got such a downgrade. And then the advanced part in your command phase, this part is active for you. Uh, select one friendly core word model within six of the model until the start of your next command phase each time attack in that unit. So each time a model unit makes a ranged attack and modified hit roll six scores one additional hit. So I still got exploding sixes, which is what um, it used to be that was so good. Um is this <laughs> is this worth it? I think the other one, the one you just read before the um the logi logi is still way better. Um but this yeah. is not bad.
0: It's not bad. I think this is the third best one. Mm. Um, which means you're running a third tech priest character. And paying the extra points for it, yeah. It's like, eh. exploding sixes is nice, but Admech is an army that deals in in volume of fire, especially these, Already, these yeah. newer style lists uh, that we're we're going to start seeing. So, honestly, it, it's cool if you have the extra points and are running that extra character, but I wouldn't force this into my list because mm. we have Artisans on the other hand. So, fab. This is a it reduces the CP cost of War Gear stratagems, and in my opinion, the Ploy stratagems and the War Gear stratagems. So both logi and Artisans. They, the CPU reduction is really powerful on those it's, ones because that's where it. your bread and butter stats mm. are. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, the first part of the protocol, Fabrications of the Artisan, is uh, at the end of your movement phase. If this part of the protocol is active, you select a friendly core or forgehold uh, servitors unit, Cataphron servitors, within six. Till the start of your next movement phase, that unit is el- eligible to charge and shoot in a turn in which it fell back. Wow. But if it does, no minus one to hit. Just fall back and shoot or fall back and charge. Jesus. Awesome. Yeah, so, on, on demand. Like, that's the initial part, so you just have it turn one. Great. The advanced part is in your command phase. If this part is active, select one friendly Forge World core unit within six till the start of your next command phase. Each time a model and unit makes a ranged attack, you add one to the strength character. Whoa. This is where, yeah, strength four galvanic rifles
1: are now strength five. Yes. Um, um, so, Great. Just right. that. Once fir- again, both are amazing. That first bit, that, that first bit is at the end of your movement phase. You select the unit to fall back. It's not command phase locked, which makes it yep. so much better. Like I can't t- I can't get over how much better that makes it. Um, Super powerful. Yeah. So that's that's it. It's it's uh Logi and artisans as the two head and shoulders above uh, the rest. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think Magi is the third one. And then the Genitors the is very situational if you're really pushing the melee
1: and the, the servitors. Well, the Artisans one's uh, the equal cheapest at 25 points. The Log Eye is the expensive at 35, which makes all the sense in the world. To I me.
0: take it. In my kernel, I'm taking both of them. I, take I would
1: them. take both as it's well. Just an amazing utility. Mm. So, what's that? 60 points for like two of the best buffs money can buy, in addition to progressing those into buffs that are just as good, situationally better? Yeah, exactly. So phenomenal.
0: Yes, you're paying extra points for it, but honestly, I'd rather pay points than uh, CP at this uh, just mm. based on what we've seen so far because you need a lot of CP for those warlord traits and relics and they also are going to stack additional buffs on these types of
1: Yeah, phenomenal dude. Um that's going to bring us to an end of the review. How, how do you think that shapes up like so we we have seen some <laughs> swings and misses with the The upgrade, your stuff, build your own stuff. You know, like the the Death Company, Dark Angels, the Necron ones. Yes,
0: Angels. Like most of them have honestly been misses. This is a hit. Yeah, this this is awesome.
1: Yeah, literally, this and the Drakari ones and the two and the the Space Marine ones are the two three hits so far. Everything else is a bit of a miss. This one's bonkers good. Yeah, this is.
0: I expect to see at least one in every single list.
1: Mm. I mean, so so far, like the only actual like swing and a miss. I think's Grya. And out of six Forge Worlds, to only have one that's really a dud, all the stratagems are good. All the Holy Orders are relevant. Maybe there's one that's obviously the weakest. But it's, man, like the amount of strength we're talking about here is pretty impressive, Mm -hmm. really.
0: This is what you want from a Codex. The ability to sit there and say, I could actually see this in an army list, in this version, Mm -hmm. in this, in this. Oh, and this. It it has a place. Yeah. Exactly. It has a place in multiple different lists. Um and even the the most powerful ones, they have a competitor nearby. So it's yeah. not one obvious choice that just rules mm. the day.
1: I'm I'm just kind of trying to wrap my head around the depth of the stratagems. The stratagem set is ridiculous. Not a oh, so command phase benefits.
0: You're you're yeah. stacking like six, seven buffs in the mm. command phase. You gotta keep track of that.
1: Once again, I like to draw people's attention to the changing of the goalposts by J Dub. We saw in eighth edition the strategy is literally did you you had to look at your stratagems and did you have did you have a fight again, a shoot again, or a move again. And that really told you whether your strategies were any good. And you built your whole force around units that would fight twice, move twice, shoot twice. Um, But now you have a bunch of just pinch-hitting 1CP strats that are all just going to become greater than the sum of their parts in context to good, solid, well-rounded gameplay, which I think is so much more exciting. It's definitely more exciting for me. I, I love that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, actually, actually, you're right. You're, I've seen you play like about hundred games of 40k now, and I think you. This is like absolute dreamboat for you. Um, I just I love having options. I don't like yeah. there being single obvious choices. That's mm. boring to me. Exactly right. So, my man, I think that's going to bring us to the end of this part. Well, this you know, week one of the AdMech review. We're going to go over and call, record part two of this episode, where we're going to really going to deep dive into. Or so, we're going to progress this ahead a little bit in part two. We're going to talk about more of the units and bits and pieces. We're not going to review them; just talk about the ones we like, we don't like, where we think the strength is, whether there are any of those that are going to be mainstays, or you know, are there any death stars? Like, do we have any crazy wombo combos coming out already, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera, and just really give our thoughts on our and our first hot takes of what we think is going to be the breaking ground competitive admech builds moving forward but man anything you'd like to plug before we wrap this one up
0: uh just the art of war 40k i am part of the wonderful team john lennon nick notavati adam camilleri a ton of wonderful other coaches uh that help us do what we do and we are pumping out tons of high-level competitive 40k content both on our youtube channel and in private through our war room Uh, so if you want to check us out check out the art of war 40 K.com where you can check out all the cool private content we do in the war room, which is tons of weekly coaching classes. We teach strategy sessions on all the advanced tactics that you want to, to beat your friends and <laughs> win tournaments. And, uh, we've also got special coaching games, including tournament stress testing. So ACO Atlantic city opens coming up. We are all testing specific
1: lists into each other. So, uh, please do, uh, check out the war room. We'd love to have you in there. Fantastic. Thank you so much again, my man. Um, look after yourself and we'll see you on the next one guys Hopefully, you'll join us over for part two you can find that over at the art of war 40k.com and um dude thank you so much for joining us thanks so much for your thoughts we'll see you all in part two good night richard thanks for having me
0: thank you for listening to art of war down under a content review podcast for warhammer 40k